What's up? Emery King here, and you're listening to BS with Bo. All right, everybody. Welcome to BS with Bo. Today, my guest is Nick Boone. He's an entrepreneur, uh, CEO of a nonprofit foundation called Millennial Outreach, and he's also now an author. What's going on, Nick? What's up, Bo? You good? Oh, yeah, man. You? Man, just living life. Cool, cool. All right. So first things first, what is Millennial Outreach, and why did you start it? So... Millennial Outreach is a nonprofit foundation that I started. Uh, so, just to give you an example, uh, I wanted to, I wanted to, to own my own business, but I didn't have a platform to do it. So I create Millennial Outreach is just a platform that I started to, uh, to open up my own business. I just turned it into a nonprofit. So, um, for an example, like uh, if you were if you or I were a barber, and we went to barber school, we went to go get a job. The barbershop already has the platform, mm -hmm. so I had to go out and create my own platform and just create my business like that because I didn't, I didn't have a platform. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do? So uh, we open up untraditional after-school programs. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, See, I, ba I barely graduated high school, so I wanted to gear a program uh, that was geared toward people like me, uh, people that struggle with school or just didn't like school in general. I want to, to create a program to impact people just like me. Uh, so what we do is we bring in uh, speakers to talk to kids about about jobs, mm -hmm. like social workers, plumbers, electricians, the mayor. But when they come in, they're not talking about, hey, I'm a mayor and this is what I do on a daily basis. Um, this is what I do on a daily basis. They're saying, hey, I'm a mayor. And if you want to become a mayor, this is what you do to get in the position to, to be just like me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. And b before we go any further, okay. I want to get a word in from our sponsors. It is uh, <laughs> Big Mama's Brothel and Bail Bonds. You nail them, we bail them out. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, so your foundation, yeah. uh, you've also done things like a policeman versus firefighter basketball game, right? Right on. So what do things like that do for your foundation? Man, that just uh, it's not necessarily geared toward – it is – it does nothing for my foundation per mm -hmm. se. Uh, it just brings, I'm, I'm just all about bringing people together uh, in general. So me hosting an event like that, a community event like that helps to bring people together. So anything that can, that can bring people together, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Sounds good. Now, Nick, you are a charismatic, good looking, <laughs> smooth talking dude, right? So I <laughs> When you do these uh, speaking jobs that you do, you know, yeah. go and speak somewhere, uh -huh. do you ever have a woman throw panties up at you just because <laughs> you look so good and you're su such a smooth talker? Uh, not on the regular. Not on the no, regular? No, I'm playing. No, nah, no. Nah, <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so your book. Tell yeah. me about your book. So uh, it's called From New China to the Boardroom. Mm -hmm. uh, From New China to the Boardroom. Right. All right, tell us about it. So um, the book is the best. I, a couple of years ago, I was working at a Chinese restaurant. So uh, I start. I ended up starting a foundation, Millennial Outreach, out of the restaurant while I was working there. And the book is kind of based off of that. Uh, growing up, I would always just try to try not to get a book away. Uh, growing up, I would watch movies, and they would always speak about. Um, uh, about people wanting to come to America and live the American dream. But, man, I was looking around my situation and my circumstance. I was like, 
there's no way that this is the American dream that they're coming over here for. So I sought out to start uh, to create my own American dream. And I ch- that's what I'm challenging other people to do. When they read the book, they can see how I, uh, how, I, how I challenged myself to create my own American dream. Okay. And uh, wh- where can someone find the book if they would like to purchase it? Uh, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, uh, Netboom.com, anywhere books are sold. Okay. All right. So in the book, you you have a couple quotes that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, one is, your perspective about the situation will always determine the outcome of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Check this out. So uh, that's that's dope. Uh, how you view your situation will always determine the outcome of it. So I looked at it like uh, when I was working at the Chinese restaurant, from the outside perspective, uh, I was losing. I wasn't winning in life, right? Because I was only making like two dollars an hour, so that from the from the outside perspective, I was losing, but I knew every day I was going the owner of the restaurant he was really he was actually uh putting me in position to win uh he was giving me information about how to run a business uh he was teaching me about the stock market he was just putting me in position to be successful long time, and the outside the public they didn't see that, but I knew my perspective was. I was getting the information that I needed to win. That was my perspective on it. And I said that's that's really what the quote is about. No you gotta make light, you gotta make positive, you gotta be positive about your situation no matter the situation. Okay. You have to be positive and you also have to be funny sometimes. Oh yeah. So that being said, you used to work <laughs> in New China. I'm gonna ask oh, you yeah. a question that everybody in America wants to know. <laughs> Did they cook cats at the Chinese restaurant? So is it bad if I say they did? What, what? Just be honest, man. Just, just answer what you <laughs> no, want. No, man, check this out. But I tell you this: they they did have. A, I walked in one morning. And I walked to the back, and they had a they had a a chicken, like a full chicken. It was shaved. It was a shaved chicken. And I was like, "So y'all serving that to them?" And they was like, "No, nah, we going This is for us back at home." So I never seen a cat, mm. but I did see like I'm like everything. Like a full chicken had everything. Like it was crazy. So okay. I did see a chicken. So when you would see the food and stuff come mm-hmm. in, was it all in English? Well, check this out. Writing? No, no, no. He told me that's what that's one of the things he told me. He said they didn't they didn't work they didn't I'm saying they didn't work they didn't they didn't they didn't buy their their, their product from American companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said it was only because he said it was only because uh, which it might I don't know he might have been like running game on me. But he said he said it was because. They got it cheaper from the Chinese company than they did the American companies, so okay. you know he just—that's one thing he was telling me just about the product. And but the, here's the thing: I don't see how because they were they were having to come from like New York, that like that truck was coming from New York, coming all the way to Pontotoc, Mississippi, and he says that they were getting it cheaper. So, I mean, as okay. far as the product, probably ordered it from like Wish.com or something. <laughs> anyway, so so let's get back to it here. Um, all right, your your next quote that I like uh-huh. is, "I never believed in having a four hundred one k mindset." What is yeah. that? Yeah. So, uh, and no disrespect to like people that work in factories or anything like that, but um, I think growing up, um, especially like in the black families, where you, you where you know. You go late. So, uh, <laughs> just, you know, so, you know, I'm not black, but I've been their friend forever. So I know what it's like, you so, know, kind of, not really. Anyway, but, uh, he used to talk to black girls. Yes. I used to talk to a couple black girls. 
don't tell my, you know, baby mama's family that because some of them get mad at that. It's all good, though. Anyway, black girls, you know, divorce is going to be fine in a couple months. Holler at me. I'm just joking. All right. But back to your quote. Nick. Yeah, man. So we're in the black culture, we're not really uh, uh, taught financial uh, literacy. So the only thing we really taught is to go get your 401k. Make sure you get a job at, that uh, so you can have your four, build your 401k up. So you can have uh, money when you retire, and I was like, man, I ain't that. That's cool, but I, I don't want to wait. I had to, to me that was basically telling me the only way that I live good is when I retire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, well, I want to. I don't want to wait till I retire just to live good. Right. I want to. I want to go create something that I can. That I can live good now while I'm young. I don't want to have to wait till I till I retire and I only got five, six good years left in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't do what I want to do. So. You can create generational wealth now. You don't have to wait uh, till you're 65 or 70 right. to start living off your retirement. You right. can do it now. All right. When was it you knew that you were going to do something different in life, that you were born to do something other than just go work for somebody else, you know, punch a clock from 9 to 5 every day? Uh, Man, I don't really, I, I really don't know. I think after I finished getting fired from, uh, from, uh, from, from the place. Yeah, yeah. from the place. It's a think, mental hospital, but yeah, we're not going to say yeah. the name <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. After I, finished, after I got finished getting fired from there. You know what? Let me not even say that. That that was one, you know what? Yeah, I would probably say there, but then, yeah, I guess that was Brian. Yeah, probably after I got finished getting fired from there. I was like, man, I got to go do something. Like, for real, that's going to impact in change my, my circumstance and my situation. Like, okay. Yeah, I got to go create a better life. Okay. What would you say to a young person now if, you know, say they asked you, you know, what they mm-hmm. should do with their life if they're not really sure about things? Uh, go be around someone. Go be around someone that you really don't, you know they're going to tell you the truth, but you don't want to really hear it. Go be around them mm-hmm. like a, Go be around someone you know. You you really don't want to hear what they got to say. Okay, so I don't you surround yourself with a bunch of yes men. Yeah, yeah. Go be around someone. So don't you, be like LeBron James is what you're telling I me. I mean, right? LeBron is the, he's the greatest of all time for the record. He's the greatest of all time. He's the, not Kobe or Jordan, but that's a that is true. He is not. That's Kobe. a different he argument is not Kobe for a different well. day. But go surround yourself with relationships. Everything. Uh, the people that you kick it with will determine the rest of your life. Relationships. Everything. Like, you, you're going to only go as far as the people that you're connected to. Okay. Uh, like, for Sounds real. Good. Like, your relationship could change your life. All right. So, what would you say is the biggest impact moment of your life? So, uh, right after I got, so right after I left the Chinese restaurant, I ended up, well, while I was there, actually, man, I was uh, working a little bit as a uh, as a janitor as a, uh, at an assisted living facility. And I always heard that. Um, no, let me tell you this. When I while I was working it while I was working there, I noticed that I would go into people's rooms, and uh, a lot of the older people they would either cuss me out and tell me to get out, or they, or, the re- or some of them they'd just be happy to see me. And I asked, I finally asked uh, one of the someone. I finally asked one of the workers. I was like, man, like what's going on? Why why is he cussing me out every time I go in here? And they they basically told me that uh, a lot of what. He's just he's just unhappy with the life that he lived. He he didn't get to do a lot of the dreams that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. 
he left a lot of stuff undone. And that's the mindset. I don't want to leave a lot of stuff undone. I don't want to be one of those, and no offense, but I don't want to be one of those older, older people that are miserable and they're not happy with the life that they live. Right. Like, I want to make sure that I get everything done that I can do while I'm young. And I would just want to, I, I want to be, I just want to get everything done. I don't want to leave nothing undone. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Where could people contact you or, you know, reach you for a speaking engagement, like social media, uh, email, stuff like uh, that? You can reach me. At, you can follow me on Facebook at Knit Boone or Millennial Outreach. Also, you can uh, reach me at uh, Knit Boone 7575 at gmail.com. Okay. Now, not to be confused with Nick Boone sixty nine sixty nine at gmail dot com. Yeah. That's somebody trying to do something totally different. Yeah, that's his stuff. He, that's not my. He stuff. told me about that's his stuff. Anyway, all right, man. Thank you for joining me today. <laughs> thank y'all for watching and listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, follow, share everything. Thank y'all very much.